You know I love a high-low moment. From the heart of New York City. Morning, people. It's Morning People with Preston Conrad. Yep, into it. And it all starts right now. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Morning People. I'm happy to be back with you guys. I am coming to you from New York City. I'm back from my whirlwind travel adventures across Europe. Guys, that was so fun. I never I never get to really take like a full vacation, and I think I did this time. I think I was gone like 10 days or so. If you weren't following along on Instagram, I just got back from a trip to London and Paris and I don't know. There's nothing like visiting Europe in the fall, especially for a layering person like me who loves a leather jacket moment. It's kind of perfect. It's funny because like in the um, in the summer, I never get to take a vacation because for me and my consulting firm and for my fashion clients, summer is just the busiest time because we're working on fall and Christmas advertising campaigns, which usually clients spend the most cash on. So I never get to take summer vacations. I'll maybe do like a couple days or like a long weekend at the beach or something, but I save up my coins and my time to do a fall vacation every year. So I am back from that. Um, I'll, I want to talk a little bit more about London and Paris actually in a bit, because I got a lot of questions on Instagram about places to go and ways to see cities quickly, um, and how to do things on a budget. So I'll dive into that. We're also going to get into listener emails later on in the episode. I have some career path questions that I want to get to for you guys. So we'll jump into those as well. But um, how has everyone been doing? I feel like I wanted just a proper episode. This one will be a little bit shorter, but I wanted a proper episode just to kind of catch up with you guys, let you know what I've been up to. Um, I don't have a guest with me on this week's episode. This is kind of a download on what I've been up to, what's been happening with me, and I would love for you guys to ping me back on Instagram, on Twitter, Facebook, and let me know how you're doing as well. But this weekend uh, went by so fast, guys. It's like finally getting to a point in New York, thank God, where it is not 9 million degrees. It was warm on, um, on Halloween. It was like 70 degrees or some weird thing. So, um, by the way, Halloween, guys, what did you do? I, uh, I never do the Halloween thing. I did for a while, like in my 20s. Oh, God. And I have, probably will find pictures of this. And now I'm going to have to share them on Instagram now that I'm bringing this up. But for a while in my 20s, my friends and I, every year for Halloween, we were, as a group, we were a different city of the Real Housewives. Yeah. That that ha- that happened. I have to say, I was a very good Lisa Vanderpump, and having met Lisa many times, I felt like I was really really like channeling her. And I um, I'm gonna have to dig up the evidence, but now that I'm old and above 35, it just I don't have it in me anymore. So I actually worked this uh, Halloween. I don't know if you guys saw on the socials, but I was working for Amazon Live. If you if you don't know, I, I host um, shows on Amazon's live network, um, amazon.com slash live, where we talk about products or um, certain topics like home, decor, fashion, beauty, whatever. Um, and we were actually doing a really exciting episode where we did a live hit 
with the one and only Heidi Klum. And we were reporting live from the Amazon bookstore on Fifth Avenue here in New York City, where Heidi was, this is so crazy, guys. Heidi was getting changed or getting, not changed, getting transformed, I'll say, into her famous Halloween costume live in the window of the bookstore for like 12 hours. So obviously Amazon Bookstore being part of the Amazon family, we covered it for Amazon Live and I was there interviewing her. She, by the way, guys, is amazing. Like I've interviewed a good amount of celebrities and everyone's always friendly and chatty, but you know, a celebrity's a celebrity and they have things they want to talk about. But guys, Heidi was like none other. First of all, a boatload of fun, just like we hadn't met before. Um, but it felt like we had, she was so sweet. She was like letting me paint parts of her costume. She walked me back to introduce me to her husband. She was like talking with guests from the sidewalk. She's just so fun. We had the best time. I don't know if you guys saw her costume on the blogs and all over the news on the day after Halloween, but she was like this crazy biohazard alien cyborg thing. And I saw a lot of it happening live um, in front of me, but to see the finished product was crazy. So, um, that's what I did on Halloween. I was not out trick or treating. And it's funny cause we live in an apartment building and it's funny cause growing up in like the countryside, I'm used to going out to like houses and trick or treating in the dark and your parents are with you and you get like big candy bars and in the city, it is so freaking weird because in these apartment buildings, you kind of have to like register with your building to either be a participating trick-or-treating apartment or not. So we, um, I think I was away, um, and we, when it, when it all went down and we decided not to be trick-or-treating, I know how grumpy, but I'm glad we didn't do it because I was working, Matt was working late. So we, we did not participate in the trick-or-treating, but it's so cute. It's like in the movies where, um, it was like in Sex in the City, I think they did this in the movie, where the kids walk around the building and trick-or-treat in the apartment hallways. It's super cute, but also very bizarre. So that was our Halloween night, um, but it was also the last warm day. So it finally you know, clicked that I have to switch over my closet, which is a pain in the ass when you work in fashion and you're a hoarder and you've been collecting things for 15 years. So I keep all of my fall and winter clothes in a storage unit. How dramatic is that, guys? I keep it in a storage unit across the street from our building. And every season, I have to go and take, like, for example, I have to take the spring and summer stuff and haul it across the street in bags, on racks, on hangers, into the storage unit, and then bring all the fall winter back. So I did that this weekend, got that out of the way. I documented it on stories because it was just too good not to. Um, but I'm finally feeling adjusted after after my trip. Halloween's out of the way. I've got all my fall clothes back. It's like my Super Bowl. And I'm back for my travels. So I'm feeling good. Um, you guys seem to really like the travels, by the way. I mean, I feel like I'm not one of those, I hate the word influencers, I'll say creator. I'm not one of those creators that just travels for the sake of taking Instagram pictures. And I know a lot of people that do that, and I think that's awesome. But I just, I have um, a business to run and money to make. And <laughs> traveling to take photos is just not always in the cards for me. But when I do travel, I love documenting it. I just feel like it offers a new 
I don't know, kind of lens to the content that I, I show you guys on Instagram. And it's, it's always nice because for me, my Instagram always started, and I've said this before, as a way to just kind of like show what inspires me, not um, to be like an outfit-driven influencer quote like feed. Um, so when I travel abroad, I'm just so like excited by everything from scenery to like public transport to the people to grocery stores. So I love to like share all of that. And you guys seem to really like that. Um, you know, London to me kind of feels like a second home in a way a little bit because I used to work for that British brand. I've talked about this in the past called Bellstaff. Bellstaff is still around. I no longer work for them, but they're an amazing British heritage brand. And given that, um, the brand is British, they were based in London and my office, the New York office was based here on fifth Avenue. And I was lucky enough that I got to go back and forth. I want to say like every two weeks for a little bit there for a couple years, I was going back and forth to London a lot. Uh, we had a lot of events there. We showed men's fashion week in London. We showed women's in Italy. So London really became like a kind of a second home to me, or it felt like second home to me. So now when I go back, it's nice because I actually get to know my way around, which feels very local and like cool, but I don't, <laughs> I don't have to be there on someone else's time. Um, I can do my own thing. I can go to the restaurants I love to go to. The only downside is that it's not on a corporate travel card. It's on the Preston Conrad Corporation <laughs> credit card, but um it's still fun, guys. London is like, I, I urge you all, if you have not been to London, um, or if it's been years since you've been last, go back. Everything is buzzing right now in London. The food scene is great. The shopping is always insane. Um, some of my top picks, what, Selfridges, obviously, is amazing for shopping. Um, Liberty of London is one of my favorite go-to department stores in London. I don't know if you guys know of the famous Liberty prints, but um, Liberty is a really old Tudor-style department store, and they just have everything there. Um, I also would be sure to try and be in London on a Saturday because they do the Portobello Road flea market kind of, uh, I guess I'd call it flea market here in the States, but it's basically an open air market. It's all of Portobello Road in Notting Hill. And you'll find everything from like vintage um, rugby balls and cricket mallets to vintage Burberry coats and beanies and sunglasses. By the way, that's guys where I found that. Um, oh, I just hit my mic. Sorry. That is where I found the vintage Burberry coat that you all gagged over on Instagram. I found it at the Portobello Road flea market in Notting Hill. And the vendor that I bought it from is there on Saturdays. So if you are in London or heading back, be sure to check out the Notting Hill flea market on Saturdays. It is a must see. Um, and other than that, it's like, I actually am one of those people that love, I love British food. Like I know it's not super healthy and it's kind of like heavy, but I don't know. I'm a country boy at heart. I just love it. It was, it was, good to just like not worry about what I was eating and just eat whatever I want and have a nice little time off. We, um, of course brought the podcast abroad and you guys tuned in to that episode with the Wade twins who are so inspiring, by the way, it's fun to connect with other creators like 
across the world because I, I do love getting like the different point of view of what content creation is like in London, what it's like, you know, these guys are a bit younger than I am. They are equally, well, actually not equally, they're a lot more athletic than I am. So they touch like a lot of different points of content. Um, I don't know. I just found it really inspiring. We got together in my hotel and um, I brought my travel mic, which was, I thought was a great idea, but guys, it was so heavy. If you are podcasting on the road, and need to um, podcast with multiple people while you're on the road, get a wireless lav mic system. I forgot mine and I just brought my big travel mic and it was heavy and it was not convenient for baggage and it was kind of a thing. But I'm glad I could bring you new episodes from London. Um, I brought the mic with me to Paris, but <laughs> it was like, I don't know if you saw the Paris documenting on my feed, but it was such a whirlwind, guys. I left London um, with my best friend from LA, Mia, who you've heard here on the podcast before. Mia came to London for a couple meetings for her work, and then she was able to take a few days off. So we looked at each other and we're like, let's go to Paris. We're both in London at the same time. We jumped on the Eurostar I threw my mic, my big heavy mic in my luggage. I'm like, we're going to podcast from Paris. Anyway, that didn't happen. We were like, knowing the two of us together, I should have known from the beginning that we weren't going to sit and podcast in our hotel room. So I apologize that I didn't get to bring you guys a new episode last week, but it was well worth having the week off for me. I have to be honest. I shopped. I ate. We, we explored all of Paris within like... 48 to 72 hours on scooters, you guys. If you go to Paris or if you're coming up on a trip, be sure to download the Lime scooter app. It's kind of like Bird. I don't know if you're um, in LA or you guys know the, the scooter culture in LA. They have these Bird scooters. Lime is another brand and they are everywhere all over Paris. And I have to tell you guys, yes, it's kind of terrifying because the Parisian drivers are psychotic and crazy and fast, but it's so thrilling and exhilarating. And you can see literally the entire city at your speed, not stuck in traffic, not hurting your like feet walking the entire time. We had the best time scootering all over town. I got some really good fashion finds that you guys will see as I sprinkle them onto my Instagram feed. But I will also add in my highlights on Instagram a little Paris London recap for you guys so um, you can frequent all the same places that I go to. But anyway, I'm back. It feels so good to be back. We're going to take a quick break. But when I come back, we're going to jump into some listener emails about some career-related questions. Um, and we'll be back in a minute. Okay, guys, I am going to let you in on a little secret on how I launched my podcast. It is all about Anchor. Anchor is a free podcasting platform packed with creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for free so it can be heard on all your favorite platforms from Spotify to Apple Podcasts to many, many more. Guys, you can also make money right from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we are back. Guys, I'm going to jump into some listener questions. I feel like it's been a few minutes since I've gotten to some good ones. Let me jump into the good old inbox now. 
Let's see. Hey, Preston, loving the podcast so far. Eager to know what is something that you think you failed at? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I don't think I've ever really answered this question, but I like it. Let's get into it. Um, failed at. I think that is has potential to be kind of loaded. Um, I don't, I'm a really positive person, so I don't typically consider um in the grand scheme of things to have failed. Um, I'd rather think of something as a learning than a failure, but I guess, wow, failed at. I would say that my my um, eagerness to be successful in business, successful in media, successful in social media, successful in the corporate world, um, the need to kind of check all of those boxes, I guess, has internally um, stressed me out a lot. Let's just say that. Like, I haven't, I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, I'm just going to be a influencer on Instagram. Never been my thing. Or to be like, hey, I'm just going to work in retail and in fashion. It's never just been enough for me to do one thing. And I think that maybe comes from me kind of being a hustler since like day one, to be honest with you. Like, I think I I must have talked about this before, but like I've been working since I was like 14. I worked at an apple orchard weighing pumpkins. I was a janitor at my own high school. Like, I mean, I'm a hustler and a worker and a doer, and I've always packed my calendar and my days really full. And I think looking back at it, that must be what has led to me being such like a demonic, crazy schedule packer. And Uh, It's good because I always want the next thing, right? I always want more. I always want to keep hustling. I'm never just fully satisfied. But I think that also, I'm not going to say it's a failure, but it's also set me up for um, stress and disappointment at certain times, right? Because I want to be so good at all these things. And I would say to you, um, if you are feeling the same way about maybe, you know, certain areas of your career or your life are kind of falling behind where one where you where you don't want them to be i would say take a beat take a step back and really look at everything on your plate and think about it as priorities of like what you want to eat first right you can't eat everything cuz you won't feel well but think about what you want to tackle at what times and what important to you. So, um, for me, obviously like getting my foundation in the business of fashion and retail was the, the main objective. And that allowed me to do other things. And I've started to realize that later in life that like one thing begets the other. So, um, I no longer just jam everything on the plate at the, same time. And if that makes sense. So I would say that being overly ambitious, I think that's kind of like a, I don't know, maybe that's like a shitty answer, but being overly ambitious has kind of set me up for failure, I guess, at certain times. I wouldn't, again, I don't want to say failure because it's not really in my wheelhouse to talk about failures, but um, yeah, doing too much at once, right? Trying to be the, I've talked about this, I think, on the very first episode. Don't try to be the jack of all trades. Try to be the king of a few, right? No one um, can be the jack of all trades. The more you water yourself down, the worse it is for your clients, your friends, your family, your business. No need to do that. 
Um, let's see. Let's jumping into another question. What are you? Oh, this is a good one. What are you curious about right now? Gosh, that's really good. Um, because curiosity is important. And I think that's something we don't always ask each other, right? What are you curious about? Uh, I have to say, I'm, I'm in this new world right now. I Not like I don't love fashion. Obviously, that is my life. It's what I've worked in forever. It's what I know. It's what like makes me breathe work-wise. But I'm very into home interior decorating, products for the home, kitchen, candles. We have some exciting kind of home-related news that hopefully I can share with you guys in the next couple months. But I would say home stuff. And I think that's, oh my God, there was this funny meme that like never spoke to me more than anything. There was a meme that was like, you know, you've worked in fashion too long when you blow all of your money on skincare and wellness. And that's kind of literally how I feel about like anything home related right now. I think it's because I've just been like so deep in the fashion world and the retail world um, world for forever that I'm kind of like at peak clothing status. Like I have zero interest to like, you know, and I realized this this weekend when I was going through the closet switch over, I was like, God, I just, I have like accumulated so much shit. And it's like, these are beautiful jackets, but like how many do you need? Right. I just starting to feel, maybe it's cause I'm getting older. I'm starting to feel like I'm just contributing to this, like, Oh, I don't know, like culture of just hoarding and um, consuming and narcissistic purchasing. And it's like, you know, for a minute there, I was when I, when Instagram first kind of was like becoming a huge part of my life, I was buying clothes and I would return them sometimes after I would shoot the picture for Instagram. Like it got crazy, right? I was asking showrooms to borrow stuff, to take photos. Now it's really become more of an, an organic part of my day, the, the Instagram world. It's really less like staged, but in that process, I just like consumed so much clothing. I would go to sample sales at work and buy clothing. I would see um, fashion shows and run out to the department stores and buy clothing. And, and it really hit me this weekend. I was like, wow, I have way too much clothing and it doesn't emotionally connect to me the way that it always used to. And it's funny because what is connecting to me a lot right now is stuff related to um, our home and my dog and things that make me just feel good at the end of a long day, whether that's furniture or scents or fragrance or whatever it may be. But yeah, I would say I would say home lifestyle. Um, I'm very curious about right now. I'm curious. It's always been something that's checked the boxes for me, but now I'm curious to know more, buy more, be more educated about art. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's, um, something I'm curious about right now. Oh, I like that question a lot. Thank you for sending that one in. Okay. One more let's get to, um, this is, Hey Preston, first off, uh, love the name. Oh, this person's name is also Preston. That's so funny. Um, I listened to the podcast you did with Liliana Vasquez and I really enjoyed the content. She mentioned she's working on a project with Coles. I looked it up and it seems fantastic. I have to admit every morning I scroll through your IG to find outfit inspiration. Oh, I love that. Um, would you ever consider doing a similar project with another retailer or brand? I ask because I would be a diehard customer. Love your content. Thank you for the inspo. Oh, wow. First of all, that is the nicest email. Thank you, Preston. 
um, great name. Thank you for that and for all of your support and for listening in on the podcast and following along for so long. I honestly really appreciate it. Um, to answer your question, I would love to do something like uh, what Liliana is doing. What, I don't know if you guys have listened to that episode, but Liliana Vasquez was a guest of mine, and she has been partnering up with Kohl's to do uh, a project called The Outfit Bar, where she curates looks, and then uh, women at Kohl's can actually buy the entire outfit as opposed to just buying one item. And of course, that is something I've always loved to do. I think for guys in particular, um, there's a lot about retail and fashion that's daunting uh, because there's like a lack of education, not on the guy's part, but it just like in the industry. I think that it's gotten a lot better in the last few years, but I think there's like these weird rules that men for some reason just think about, and I don't know where they've learned them, but like, you know, uh, white jeans are feminine. Um, fitted shirts aren't masculine. Um, you know, pleats are for grandfather, like all these like weird rules, right. That we've learned somewhere. And I would love to help debunk a, all those weird fake rules and B, you know, I would love like part of my mission here is to help everybody guy, gal, everything in between, however you identify to, to just live your most stylish life. And that's been my tagline on my website for years. It's what I have put as like my little sign off on every project I've worked on. So if I could in the process by working with a brand or something, um, help you guys live your most stylish life, I would love to do that. We actually have some, I say we, my, my team, my little crew here, we are working on something really exciting that I will be able to probably share in the next, I don't know, six months or maybe even a little bit more than that. But, um, it is with another brand and I'm really pumped about it. And that will be our first foray into working with a brand in a larger capacity, but excuse me. Yes, of course. That's always on the horizon. It's funny though, because for men, it is different. It's a different, it, it's, I don't want to say it's harder to land the deals, but just men as consumers shop a lot differently. And there's like a lot of a less of a demand for men just running out and consuming and buying and buying and like doing swipe ups. And so the landscape is different for men doing collabs in the men's world. So, uh, not that it can't be done, but it's just a different landscape. So yes, totally into it. And, um, it is on the horizon. Okay, let's get to our last question. Hey, Preston, I love your podcast and your content on Instagram. Curious, what do you wish you had known when you first started your career? Oh, that's so funny. I I ask my guests this all the time, but I don't think I've actually asked myself this. What do you wish you had known when you first started out your career? Um, that's a good question. Wow. I ask everybody and don't ask myself. I would say that I wish I had known the um, the time commitment, the time commitment that working in, whether it's your own thing or working in fashion or retail, the time commitment in general, both years and hours <laughs> that um, a passion takes from you, right? And that's not a bad thing at all. I love it. But I... 
And I think I must have known this somewhere deep down because I was never scared of a lot of hours or a lot of days at work because I added on jobs on top of jobs. But I think somewhere I felt like it would stop being like that at a certain point in my life and that I would just work a certain um, set amount of hours and then be done with it. But I would say that I wish I had known the that um, – you know, hours in the day are important and to use all of them. I would, you know, even when I worked a corporate job, I would leave my corporate job, come home and start working on my blog. That's when I had first launched my blog when it was called Wingtip Jungle or when I would leave um, my corporate job and then go meet somebody to network to talk about a potential television project. So the time commitment of having a dream and passion um has just been heavy and long and years wise as well. Right. So I'm still, you know, I'm in my like mid now getting on late. Oh God. I almost said it late thirties. No, I'm going to say mid thirties. Yes. I'm in my mid thirties, but like still doing the same thing I was doing in my twenties guys. Like if you have a passion and you are passionate about what you do, where you see yourself being, what kind of money you want to make, what kind of career you want to be in, that is something that you need to get ready to hunker down and live with for years, right? It's not like uh, it can't happen where something just pops off and you ride a wave right to the top, but be prepared. Do you just hear that? I just banged my hand into my fake fig tree because I'm talking with my hands to you guys, but be prepared to like buckle down with your passion for days, hours, weeks, months, years and get ready for that from the get-go and feel comfortable with it and make your home and your workspace a place you want to be. And whether that means decorating your desk up at work or setting up a home office where you live, you need to get ready to hunker down and put in the time. So I wish I had known um, the time commitment, but I don't think it's ever gotten in the way and I don't think I'd want it any other way, but it was just, um, yeah. It's just uh, something that I didn't think about, but it's important. All right, guys. Well, I think that's the last question I am going to get to for now because I want to save some for the next um, couple episodes. We are back with a special guest next week on next Monday's show, so be sure to tune in for that. Guys, as always... Please write me your questions, your comments, your concerns on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, or over to our email account, which is uh, morningpeoplewithpreston at gmail.com. So that's morningpeoplewithpreston at gmail.com. Shoot over all of your notes, and I'll be sure to get to them on the show. And yeah, thanks for joining me for this little catch-up. I felt like I needed some one-on-one time with you guys. No other guests, just time to sit, talk about life, answer a few of your questions, and I'm so glad we got to do that. I am going to go get my week started, but uh, I hope you guys have the most fantastic week. And in the meantime, stay stylish.